I'm your host, Dennis Postuma, and today I have a very special guest, Oliasha. Oliasha, welcome to the show. Hi, Dennis. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, we've, we've been friends for a while now, so I want to go ahead and tell our viewers a little bit about yourself and what you got going on in business right now. So I'm Oliasha and also known as Not Basic Blonde. I have over 1.8 million on Instagram and I have a celebrity podcast. So I'm host and founder of Not Basic Blonde podcast. And it's mainly podcast with over 8 million downloads and it's available on all the major podcast platforms with famous guests like Dean Graziosi, Gabby Bernstein, Mel Robbins, Jamie Kern Lima, Ed Milet, and others. And also, I have my brand, Not Basic Blonde, which I established at 2017. And I started back, I mean, I had, oh, just a second. So I started my brand in 2017, but previously I've had over nine years of IT project management experience in telecom. And also I've partnered with nationwide brands, world recognized brands with over 200 world recognized brands. And also I'm a fashion editor for fashion TV and I'm a fashion host for Amazon Live. My goodness, what a day must be like for you. I'll tell you what, Ole Asher, you're the, every time we talk, it's like, I, I wonder if we ever sleep. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know, keeping the day busy. I love it. So what's your, what's your favorite part of the day with all the different businesses? Do you have a favorite part that, that well, really I have sticks different out? days, some days I film content all day. Some days I record podcasts. Some days I do a lot of meetings and admin work and just, trying to figure everything out and other days I just do live shows or depending definitely on what's going on that week because yeah. it's always changing that's awesome that's so what what is it do you feel like what is your most successful part or what does success look like to you right now in your life like success is mostly not just about being financially successful but also having a family and one of the successful things that I've done in my career, I think that I was able to evacuate my family from Ukraine and which they were severely affected by the war in Ukraine. So I was able to bring them to US and to evacuate them. And before that, I had family emergencies. So I was able to help my family because of my job. And because of what I do, I was able to support them through that. And as far as other successful moments, so I guess I established incredible podcast, which yeah. had so many exciting reviews and feedback on it. And I know it's life changing for so many people. And I always get messages. People are saying it changed their lives and it has so much great info where they can get free advice and they can get an incredible information from experts and the neat thing about the thing that i first of all that's awesome to know that you got to evacuate your family and everything that's really really cool and that's one of the beautiful things about entrepreneurship and, and being successful yeah. but secondly the thing that i that i 
also really appreciate about you, Oliash, is you're so kind and so nice to talk to and so humble for as successful as you are. Do you think that has to do with, uh, let's talk about a little bit of how, how did you get into entrepreneurship and how did you work your way up to that from, from coming over here and whatnot? So I came to U.S. when I was 17 and uh, my mom was mail order bride and we came with $200 in two suitcases and I had to start everything over. So I really had to start working since I was 17 and support my family, support everything. And also, I mean, it was a rocky route. I had to work a few jobs sometimes, but I was able to put myself through school without any student loans or any of that. And after I built a successful career in project management, I worked with very famous telecom companies like AT&T, Cricket, Verizon, Hotel, Sprint, and I've done huge projects for them. I handled like over 100 million a quarter projects and that I've done it all myself as far as trying to find a job looking for a job and first it was so funny how I even got into industry because I first time I tried to get an an internship and I went to a bank and I just walked in the bank and it happened to be the lady from the bank was there and she was the president so she gave me a chance because she adopted a daughter from Ukraine and she felt connected to me so she really gave me a big opportunity and I started working in the corporate office and managing cash and checks from 20 branches at 18. Oh so my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I already so I was working in the bank and I was working in the restaurant and I was going to school all at the same time. So yeah. So man project management came naturally to you just because of your own life probably, huh? <laughs> yeah. Also I even started um, affiliate marketing when I was 13, I was selling cosmetics. So I had oh two five people under me. So I started early. <laughs> well, that's a good way to get into entrepreneurship. How did you make that transition from, so, I mean, doing affiliate marketing, how did you make that transition to um, being an entrepreneur from working in the corporate world, like with, with doing project management with like telecom and whatnot? So in 2017, I finished my project early like way before deadline and companies got bonuses. They were so happy about it, but all our, I mean, the whole team lost their jobs. I mean, they were because we finished project too early. Oh, geez. Okay. And after that, honestly, I applied for over 3000 jobs and I have incredible resume. I have a lot of experience and there is nothing wrong, but I guess the universe was telling me to do it my own way and to go on my own. So that's when I started in 2017. I started my blog, Not Basic Blonde, and I started posting on Instagram. And I was posting kind of not as often at first, but then I, I did it like um, twice a day sometimes. And after um, brands start noticing me and they started reaching out to me so then um one thing led to another and i started getting brand partnerships and you have and you've done a lot of partnerships and i mean a lot of people are a lot of great people have been on your show what 
what is part of your, what really drives you to, to do what you do? Well, I get a lot of feedback from my fans, from my followers. And when they tell me it's life-changing for them, it really keeps me going because they say, well, really, you really helped me to fix this. You really helped me with this. And now you changed my mind about this and I improved myself about that. So that's kind of definitely rewarding. So that keeps me going. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome to be able to affect lives like that. That's for sure. What are, are there any memorable moments that, that in your, in your podcast that were really life-changing for you that you, you were just like, wow, this is why I love what I'm doing or, or are there so many that you can't remember like two or three? Yeah. Every guest has very unique story and every guest is so unique that it's like every episode, my podcast is like box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So, yeah. So incredible stories and so much great advice that every guest is just brilliant. It's, it's so amazing. I said that the other day I was done. I had, I had three podcasts to do throughout the, the day and I came home and I was drained. Right. And I just, I sat down and I told my wife, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. She's like, she's like, what's, why are you so tired? I said, I feel like I went to a year of schooling today. Yeah. <laughs> I just absorb so much knowledge that it's just yeah, like, yeah. and you can't get it. It's like, you're getting all the, the bits and pieces of so many great stories all in one day. And it's just yeah. like, Oh my gosh. So pretty amazing feeling. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say the best advice is that you've ever got? Well, the best advice I received was always to rely on myself mm -hmm. and basically just do it because sometimes we, I mean, we procrastinate so much yeah. and we just sitting there and thinking like, how would you do it? How would I start? How would I do it? I don't even know how to do it. Well, sometimes the situations taught me in my life that sometimes you don't even think you just do it because like what we've done with my mom to evacuate my grandma from Ukraine and she's bedridden. It was impossible. And to carry her through Europe in our hands, sometimes putting, lifting her up and putting from one car to another because there is no transportation, there is no accessible uh, equipment for handicap. And we've done it. We went through her visa interviews and all that. And other so many things that I had to go through in my life, they were so hard. But when I think about it, it was so hard. I don't even know if when I was thinking about it, how would I do it? But when I was just doing it, then it just happened. <laughs> Massive action. I love that. I tell people that all the time, Oliasha. I tell people, I'm like, you have to, people, so many people go through paralysis analysis. Yeah. So many people. So if you look, and I'm sure you've seen it, you, where yeah. you see somebody who's ultra successful and they're, they're not the smartest person in the world. Yeah. But they don't, they don't waste any time. They just money loves speed, success loves speed, and they just go for it. I can tell you that that's one of my reasons. The things that I've learned over the years is just massive action right away. Because if you overthink it, you probably would have been like, oh, there's no way we could have got our, our grandmother out of here. There's too many, you know, red flags and things that we're going to run into. But instead, you just went for it and, and course corrected as you went through it. And I love that. Even I now, love. people ask me, how did you build your brand? I was like, I don't know. I just was doing step by step a lot of work every day consistency and yeah. it just happened one day yeah. so 
It's what, it, and it really is. That's a, it's complete disappointing consistency every single day. And every day, like you said, we've talked about this a couple times now. It's every day is going to be different. Yeah. And you can plan and plan and plan and try to attack the day as best you can. But then there's so many different ways you're going to have to course correct. And yeah, sometimes even like so many situations happen in the family, you have to just drop everything and go and help or go and do it. But you have to put your business behind. But still, you don't give up. You don't forget about your business and you're still going. Yeah. And that's what I love about entrepreneurship. And when you're, you're dealing with other entrepreneurs, they're understanding from the aspect, usually, <laughs> they're usually understanding from the aspect of those things happen and there's not a lot you can do. You just got to... You just got to roll the roll with the punches and go, go with it. So I love that. So uh, as far as like, if you could tell yourself at at 20 years old, one sentence, what would it be as far as from all the knowledge you've gained now, what would it be? Don't waste your time in toxic people and toxic situations. And definitely be very selective about your surrounding and be very selective on where you waste your time on and if it actually will benefit you in any way or actually will break you yeah yeah it's amazing you know with having the five people that you are surrounded with that being the average of those five people it's amazing that it takes so long to kind of break away from some of those relationships because you've had them for so long or friendships that you know are toxic or, or even just minimizing some of the contact with that so uh i've learned i've learned all that i've learned everything the hard way so it's it's ingrained in my head <laughs> so um what do you think keeps you grounded oleasha you mean in a spiritual way or just in general just in general i, I mean you I mean, you've been through so much, but I mean, you're such a, a really very kind person. How do you, how do you stay through that, through the midst of all the fogs? Cause there's haters, there's things like that. And you've become so successful. How do you, how do you just keep grounded and so humble? Well, I definitely have a lot of it every day and yeah. have so many people's opinions and all that. And it can be definitely unpleasant. And I just learned not to take take it close to myself and if someone took time out of their day to talk and think about me probably I'm very special yeah (laughs) I like that that's good yeah I'm probably very special I like that that's a really good way of looking at it that's uh I mean I'm gonna have to put that one in my in my memory bank for next time I I run into a hater and Um, they might think so bad like I always think I feel sorry for them because there's probably so many bad things happening in their life at that moment that they had to really take that time and go and find the person and really upset somebody. Yeah. (laughs) Is there, is there anything that you've learned about social media with your marketing and whatnot that has really, really helped you or really, really hurt you that you want to share with our viewers? What really, really helps is just, consistency definitely and sharing a lot on social media I mean sometimes you have to share some personal stuff people love it because it kind of I mean they feel connected to you because when they follow you for a while you become kind of part of their family I guess part of their 
normal routine like I would have that you know when you watch movies or when you watch a reality show you get attached to the character right so the same thing happens in social media as well and that's how you build your tribe that's how you build your following that's how you build your business because those people support you without yeah. them it wouldn't be my brand yeah <laughs> Do you feel like that you like once you became a little more vulnerable and open that they just started like the following just kept getting bigger and bigger? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's I'm I'm working on that myself. So that's I wondered, you know, it's it's hard sometimes. It's very hard to it's very hard to open up and just, you know, kind of share. And uh, I I think you do a really good job at that. Was there anything else that you want to share with our viewers that they, they may not know about you? I'm trying to think, but sometimes I think I have a really good sense of humor, but not everyone might see it at first. They might, I mean, I sometimes might come off as like serious person, but you know, I'm very funny and very fun to be around and that. And also, I mean, I spent six years, eight years in gymnastics, rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, really? So, yeah and wow. i teach in dance belly dance <laughs> oh my gosh that's a that's that's amazing i didn't even i didn't know that about you so that's interesting that's really interesting and the thing i think that the sense of humor thing i think it's we're so we've got so much on our plate and we're so busy that we look so serious all the time yeah that, that people don't realize that you have a sense of humor too that's 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 how i am anyway yeah <laughs> so how, do, how does everybody follow you and how do they uh, listen to their podcast and how do they get a hold of you? Sure. My podcast, Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms and on Instagram, it's NBB podcast. And my main account is Not Basic Blonde underscore. And you can find some blog posts and more info on notbasicblonde.com. And I also read a children's book. And you can find it on Amazon and it's called Cutie the Unicorn. It's okay to be different. And it's for our younger generation that it's okay to be different. It's okay to be themselves and it's okay to look different and we should never judge. So that's kind of basically my brand's slogan as well. I love it. And Oleasha, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for sharing on my show. I really, really appreciate it as always. And uh, I appreciate everything you do. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, thank you very much. We'll see you. Okay, bye. bye. All right. So well, that was good. For- <laughs> What's that? You got one for uh, your podcast, and now yep. one yep. for the app. Yep, yep. So this will be. This is going to be. We'll be talking about just like this will be for True Inspire magazine too. So you'll be on the cover of the magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, uh so i mean i'm sure you're shy and hate taking pictures right so i'm sure all those pictures that you sent me i'm sure you'll hate being on the cover um (laughs) so uh you'll you'll be really good so we'll put you on next month's cover and get you going um any questions you have about that we're just going to try to talk about like what you what you think works for you eating all the workout stuff kind of like how your goals are and how you set up any anything that you would wing it i mean we we it's not real hard when we talk to each other, so I'm not worried about it. I mean, we can record as much as you want, then you can choose and edit whatever you want to leave there. Okay. Yeah, that works out perfect for me. Mm-hmm. So, 
I didn't know you get you rescued your you got your family out of Ukraine. What was that like? Yeah, it was crazy because my grandma is bedridden, like I said, and it was crazy because we had to like on the blanket carry her from one car to another when we had to go to the hotel or we had to go to doctor's appointments in Germany because her visa was in Germany and we had to my mom and I had to go to Poland, pick them up, my grandma and her boyfriend, and bring them to Germany for the appointment. And in Poland they were at the hospital because they were starving for six weeks in Ukraine before during the war. My grandma survived the war and they were dehydrated and stuff so at the hospital they told us you guys can't do it how are you gonna do it she's so weak and we were like we just have to do it we have no choice so we just did it (laughs) we just put her in the blanket like three of us and then ask guys just whoever walked by in the street we ask guys to help us and that's how we did it through all the way like oh my gosh that's that's crazy (laughs) yeah how long did it take you to get it all done we had to be there in Germany for months. We stuck there because um, USCIS made mistake in visa. And so we had to ask John Ossoff, our congressman or senator, to help us. And then they speeded up the process. So then finally we can come to US. We could come to US because we were just at the hotel, stuck there for months. It was crazy. Oh in Germany. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You you could, you know, you definitely got a couple books in you with all your stories. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, by the way, on your book, all we have to do is, because uh, it's already on Amazon, um, yeah. all we have to do is put the logo on it and we'll run a bestseller campaign and then we'll start okay. promoting it. Um, yeah, I don't do- know. Are you okay with us having your login to do that? Is that okay? Or do you mind oh, that? Or- oh, so yeah, I think it's tied in to my account. I don't know if it's not, but... Oh, you mean my KDP or what do you call it? Yeah, your KDP account. Yeah, yeah I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we can yeah. find all the info because I don't remember. I am the same way. So <laughs> I, you're, you're not going to get any fluff from me. No. I'm the same way. So, all right. Well, you guys do that. Um, you're just going to run it through ads or how are you going to do yeah, it? Yeah. What we'll do is we'll want, we see, so we have a campaign list that we do a uh-huh. marketing campaign for like, it's like, uh, it goes out to over 8 million viewers and uh-huh. so they download the boatload of books. So it's going to boost your general sales up. Okay. And then as long as we have free days, we'll run it and then we'll, we'll make it hopefully number one in uh, multiple countries. And then, okay. um, and then it's a matter of what you want to do with it after that. As far as once you hit number one, we I probably wanna be- take it to schools. Like, yeah. you know, Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I want to donate the part of the receipts to send Jude's like that's the goal one of the goals too but i want to also distribute it in schools that'd be awesome that'd be really cool that'd be really um so as you know like with kdp what i would probably do is start talking we could probably we should really do a marketing plan around that as far as seeing what what what's the what's the target market as far as age goes i think it's three to nine three to nine okay that would be that would be really good, and I'll talk to Scarlett, um, like I mentioned before, because she she does the um, what's her uh, the Jesse um, the foundation the Choose Love Foundation, and she's mm-hmm. in all those schools already too with oh. her platform. 
So uh, we probably could get in there and um, we could probably offer the ebook to like a bunch of her contacts yeah. and they could look at it and then see if they could get it into all those schools. Cause that's, yeah. Um, yeah. it really goes along with her program. Good. Cause her son got shot in one of the school shootings um and she just decided she started to go back and figure out what what caused all that mm-hmm. and um so she's choose to to look at the positive versus the negative yeah, and because, like my book is so on point and so on brand right now because it's like you know for kids they struggle with bullying a lot and all that so i struggled with bullying when i was in school that's good yeah that'll be that's, that's, my height <laughs> That's, that'll go right in line with what she does. Yeah, that'll be, yeah. that's, that's crazy. I, you know, bullying is so funny because it's not funny. Like it's so like crazy yeah. because if you think of like how many people that, that are successful now that have struggled with bullying. And like, I think about it when I was at, at a school, when I was younger, like, you know, I was picked down all the time until I moved schools when I got into junior high. And it's just crazy mm-hmm. that, you know, if you look back and think about how much you probably went through, like it's bullshit. Yeah, who are those people now? They're losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's that. Oh yeah, trust me. I think about that often. Yeah, I I remember that often. I yeah. even found a principal that I, I didn't just get bullied by kids in school, but also by teachers and principal. And I found her on Facebook. And um, well, she's from my city in Ukraine, which is destroyed. So she moved away now, but. I even met her when I went to Ukraine last year and I told her, you remember me? And I wrote her on Facebook. I was like, you remember me? Well, I read a children's book about bullying and I made fashion my career. So thank you yeah. <laughs> for doing that to me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. I, I use that chip on my shoulder to do some things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Maybe we'll, we might even mix that into this part of the podcast too, a little bit, just to talk okay. some about it because, uh, I love that. I love that you're sharing that message and you're doing something with it. That's yeah. so we need to talk about that more. I always forget until like afterwards. So we'll, we'll definitely make sure we talk about it in this one. Okay. So, all right. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I want to take up too much of your time. No, you're fine. Welcome to Two Inspire Show. I'm your host, Dennis Postman. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Oliasha, who is a model, a blogger, an author, an entrepreneur, and she has the hit podcast, Not Basic Blonde. Oliasha, welcome to the show. Hi, Dennis. Thank you so much for inviting me. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on the magazine. We've been friends for a while. But one of the things we're going to talk about today is we're going to do a deep dive into what you do to stay in shape, because obviously you have multiple brands always reaching out to you, um, you know, between swimsuits and everything you're doing and fashion. Um, so you're pretty popular as far as that goes. There's not a lot, a lot of, not a lot of my friends that are as popular as you. So let's, let's get right into it. What is, what is a workout day look like for you and how many times a week are you trying to do that? So I struggled with my weight, even though you can't tell, but I personally did since I was probably a teenager because at that time I started modeling since I was 13 and at that time models were on runway size two I mean zero to two and I was between two and four so I always kind of felt left out and I felt really bad so I I would diet like crazy and I was getting to the point where I would eat everything fat-free sugar-free like no food basically and 
I, I came to the point where I was just, when I was walking, I had, I was lightheaded that I had to hold the wall. Uh-huh. And I'm 5'11". At that time, I weighed like probably 130 pounds. And my mom definitely was concerned about me at that time. But then it took me a few years to realize that you can actually eat everything you want, but in moderation and just stay in shape. Mm-hmm. So now I just, um, I do high intensity trainings. I do yoga and I do bar and I do power walks too. Okay. So I mix it all because your body gets used to one workout and it might not work as well for you, but doing it all okay. in combination yeah. it works well. And also I try to have low carb diet. I mean, I naturally don't like much bread or pizza I like sometimes when I really crave it but sure. not as much as usually and other things as well so I kind of naturally don't like things that are bad for you so it was kind of a little bit easier for me and I'm not crazy about sweets I, I love food but I'm not too crazy about sweets <laughs> really that's yeah. a, that's amazing that's uh so that's sweets are you know I don't have a problem with Anything that I eat, I really don't have a problem with whatever is like around. If if it's not around, I have no problem. Like, oh, I don't I, buy any sweets and I don't yeah. buy any things that are, I mean, snacks, like bad snacks. I might buy like smart popcorn, you know, those big bags of yeah. low calorie popcorn, but I wouldn't buy chips and all that. So I, I know I, if I don't have it in the house, I will not eat it. <laughs> I, yeah, that's exactly. I'm 100% the same way. And I actually, so I did, I kind of did like a sneaky test about it one time. I, uh, so I had my nephews watch my dogs, right? And so when they were watching our dogs, <clears throat> I only had, I didn't have time to go get food. I left them some money in case they wanted to order some pizza and whatnot, but I didn't have time to go get food. So I had a bunch of protein bars in the cabinet and in the cupboard, in the kitchen cupboard. And when I came back, when you believe it, like there were like seven <laughs> boxes of protein bars all went through. And I think that was like my first like official test of it's amazing that if you, no matter what's around you, you're going to yeah. eat it. So, you know, here we had, I think one was 15 and one was 17 years old and they were just munching on protein bars the entire time while they were watching our dogs. So it's it's crazy that it, that's one of those things that I've learned about myself is that it's a matter of having, you know, the right things around you because then you don't even have to think about it, right? Yeah. 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 So let's talk about how did you get, you got into modeling at 13, you said? Yeah, back in Ukraine, okay. back when I was there, I went to modeling school and I did all the modeling training, like all the boot camps you have to do as far as runway and print and all that. So I started early. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. So what was it like? What did you have to do at such a young age when you're getting into modeling at, at 13? What was it like in the Ukraine? And then and then can, can you compare it a little bit to what it's like now? And, and I've done it in the U.S. too. actually done modeling boot camps and schools here, too. It was just kind of they teach you all about industry and they teach you like what to do and not to do. Like they teaching you about um, just how to put makeup on and how to do your hair yourself. You need to teaching you about all the rules and walks like how do you do how do you walk on runway so all that is modeling really big in the ukraine for younger people 
it was like now it's i mean there's the whole country in the war so sure yeah yeah it was yeah really okay but it was a lot of scam too like here as well because there are so many of these modeling schools that promise you i've been scammed by this before yeah promise you to get you somewhere blah blah you buy all these packages they sell you and then it's nothing because it's been like one big scam (laughs) i you know it's funny you mentioned that because i remember when i was younger too they'd always have like different things in the paper and stuff like that like thousand dollars to sign up for modeling school yeah like agency pays you when you sign up but you don't pay to sign up yeah yeah so i remember that now that you mentioned that i can't i i remember that going around and i think it was a paper and then you'd have different things at like the malls and stuff like that does that yeah in the malls especially yeah yeah okay yeah they never pick me up believe it or not i can't believe it but it's it's probably because we're the same height so uh you know i'm not tall enough to be a model for for a man that's for sure so um so I'm, but I am glad to know that. So if I ever meet you, I'll like put like stilts or something on. So I feel a little bit taller um, <laughs> because I, I don't want to feel too inferior. You know, I, I'll have that short man syndrome. So um, what was it like dieting when you're, so when you're 13 and you're dieting, like how, how does that, at what point did you do? I know you, you mentioned you were in gymnastics as well. At what point did you do that? And how did that affect like trying to diet and, and do those things over the years? Like, I mean, obviously you're probably extremely athletic if you did gymnastics. How, how did that work? And is that when you noticed the lightheadedness or what happened? I've tried all the possible diets. Like I've tried keto as well. And I've tried Mediterranean diet. I've tried, I mean, low carb diet. I've tried it all. And back then when I was dieting, there was a lot of fat-free and sugar-free like groceries, like produce and anything on the market now i don't see it as much because i think it's changed but at that time what 17 years ago it was all about fat-free stuff and everyone was crazy about it too it was like a trend now it became like full fat like you know full whole milk and all that i mean nobody eats dairy now but still but that time it was crazy because I, I was always cold. I would wear a sweater in summer because I wouldn't eat. And when you don't eat, your body has like no insulation. So you really feel cold all the time. And I felt lightheaded and I was always hungry. And I had like the moments where I would binge so much, like I would eat so much, but then I wouldn't eat for a few days yeah and then like as i became older i i learned that it's not healthy and you should do what works for you and just the best diet is to eating everything in moderation i just keep it low carbs for myself but kind of works for me but everyone is different you just have to do what works for your body and there is no one diet fits all and you can substitute products for lower calories to like you know to more healthier options but it still depends on your preferences and your lifestyle and sometimes you don't eat enough calories that's why you lose weight and that's a problem i had for a long time when i hit plateau like i 
and couldn't lose weight because I didn't eat enough. Yeah, your body went into starvation mode. Yeah. yeah. And I was shocked, like, why am I not losing weight? I'm not eating. And then I started, I guess, trying different options and learning more about my body. And I learned that, of course, when you don't eat, you don't lose weight. So yeah. you, I really learned that I lose a lot of weight and I keep myself in a really good shape when I eat a lot. And it doesn't have to be like all the bad foods, but it has to be healthy, nourishing foods. But the more you eat, actually, the more you lose. Yeah, I'm the same way. So my, one of my best in-shape pictures I've ever seen is when I was eating six meals a day. It was the abs diet, if you remember that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I remember that. But I would just eat probably like three times a day, maybe like four times a day. But not as smaller portions, but good volume, but still. But I remember those moments when people had the six times a day trend. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. sometimes like I had sometimes I, I met these are my friends and one of the friends sitting there and thinking, and everyone's like, What are you thinking about? And she was like, I'm thinking about how many times I ate today if I need to eat more. <laughs> Gotta keep them counted, right? Every few hours. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a, so I, I like what you said about you have to know your body because I think that's one thing that so many people mess up is they try to like fit themselves into this, yeah. whatever it may be in society and society's horrible about it. And I don't know that, I mean, yes, obviously there's a portion of society that um, has ill intentions, but I think for, for me, when like I see, I, I also look, try to look at the good and, and they're trying to just fight the obesity problem, right? Because yeah there is like fine line between body positivity and obesity because i feel like it's been promoted way too much that it's not making the population healthier because i mean i understand so many brands and so many i mean yeah the brands trying to kind of fit all the population even victoria's secret now yeah but still I don't think it's healthy to No. I I agree with you. We, and and we all go through whether and we're going to kind of get into a little bit about your book, but we all go through that body dysmorphia phase where yeah. you know, and I fight it all the time um as well because you know, we all go through that phase of not seeing ourselves for as we're seeing it and then we we don't like something about ourselves. Yeah. And, and then whether you get bullied or whatever. So I want to lead that into a segue into a little bit about your book that you have out and, and we're trying to make a difference and we need it in, 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 in the world right now. So can we go into that a little bit? Sure. I've written children's book back in 2020 and it was, it's available on Amazon and it's called Cutie the Unicorn. It's okay to be different. And at that time, my main goal was to, kind of inform and yeah inform our younger generation about that it's okay to accept others who look different and it's okay to be different you can it's okay to be yourself and don't let anyone to dim your light and just be you be yourself you don't have to fit in any boxes you don't have to check any boxes it's just normal to be you and I was bullied in school for my fashion and my height, not just by students, but also by teachers and principal. And also when I went back to Ukraine, like year, last year, 
And I also found my principal on Facebook. I messaged her and actually I told her, thank you so much for doing that to me because I turned all those obstacles into success. And I actually made a career out of it. Now I'm in fashion and I've written children's books. So yeah, bullying, it is a bad thing, but sometimes you can turn obstacles into success. Yes, I, that's exactly, I love that you turned it into, I always tell everybody, if you use that chip on your shoulder that's created properly, um, there's so much you can do with it. And that's so cool that, I mean, that's a, and that's good for, for kids to know as well. You were a, a fa- in fashion and a model and height, which so many people want, right? And you were still bullied. That's crazy. Yeah. So don't think that, you know, it, it's, people can be bullied for any reason. And, and that's what we just need to work on it and try to fix it because so many crazy things are happening because, you know, we're not addressing the issue. So I I would love to help in any way we can get that book out and get it into schools. So yeah, uh, sure. because yeah, so many kids are shy about it, but then they're hurt inside and they sometimes they're so hurt that they can't even share it with anyone. And that's when issues come up because they deep down it's kind of damaging for them and the bigger problems raised from that is like school shootings and all that because of all those kids they were probably bullied in school they were probably that they hate school so much that they have to go and shoot like do the shooting in school yeah and you know the thing is is the people bullying it's no different than haters now they just, they're hurt in some way and they, yeah. they have to make you feel worse somehow. Yeah. So it's really the same thing we have that we're fighting on social media. Yeah. It's really, we're, we're, it, it's, except now they don't even have to do it in person. They can just kind of like troll yeah. somebody and say something really mean. And then, and then you don't know, can't put a name to a face and they, they hide behind the screen. Yeah. Because... <laughs> yeah. Hide behind their little computer and say things. And that's, that's yeah. horrible. So, uh, but, but that's really, you know, they're hurt. The people doing the bullying are hurt and it's, it's a problem all the way around. I don't know the answer, but I love that you're with putting out your book and you're trying to make a difference by doing that and help people with that. So thank you for that. So, (laughs) so what do you do now? So now that you've, I mean, you've really accomplished. So 2017, you decided to become an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So what do you do now on a daily basis? Is there anything that you can give give to our viewers that you do daily to stay confident or that you would suggest for somebody to stay confident? Well, working out definitely always gives you confidence because it makes you feel good and mm-hmm. not just feel good about yourself, but in general. So that's always a good confidence booster. And also doing things that you love sometimes, spoiling yourself sometimes, it does <laughs> the trick. Yeah, work yeah. That, so it does help as well. And uh, for me, it's always keeping my hair, makeup, lashes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what do you now? I'm sure with as much travel, you probably do a ton of traveling and you're an entrepreneur. So what, what do you do as far as, are you a foodie? Do you really like good restaurants and good food or how does that work for you? Yeah, I love food and I love good restaurants to visit when I go somewhere. Yeah, definitely a big thing, but 
I would say that I usually get like, I try to get healthier options or sure. just sometimes I would get still whatever I like because when you don't like, when you don't feel satisfied, mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it's better to get what you really like, what you really want and kind of, <laughs> so you, um, you know, when you crave something, sure, you have to have it. So yeah. sometimes it's better to have it because otherwise you will end up eating more of other stuff and getting full of on something that you didn't really want and still don't feel satisfied. So my main point is always, if you crave something, just have it in yeah. moderation, but just have it. That's a, that's a really good piece of advice. Cause that's a, that, so like I've done intermittent fasting, I've done all sorts of like similar to you, you know, I've done keto, I've done a bunch of different things and, and really a lot of different things work and what works best for you yeah. is the key. But I always like my, usually one meal a day is usually a pretty good meal. So like, even like we love to go out to eat and like when I travel and whatnot, if I go someplace, like I don't really deprive myself of the meal, you know, I don't go mm-hmm. too crazy or anything, but I don't really deprive myself of a meal. If, yeah. if, I keep my calories counted. I keep try to keep my macros kind of in sync throughout the day. And uh, I'm like you, because otherwise, like you said, what will happen is, is now all of a sudden you didn't eat what you wanted to at dinner or a certain number at dinner. And then it's like late at night and you're like starving or, or feel like you really want something and yeah. you go for whatever's around instead of actually had you just had that little bit more at dinner, it probably would have been better than the alternative, right? exactly and also i don't like to eat late so yeah. i don't usually eat late and i kind of do intermittent fasting naturally because i eat last time i guess dinner at like eight o'clock the latest and then i eat yeah. next morning i probably have like shake in the morning and then eat lunch that's and that's you just so you know i just had an interview with uh riley who's a sleep consultant and he just told me that's actually extremely important for your sleep. I didn't, I mean, I knew it was important, but I had yeah. no clue why. And I was, I got schooled that day. Let me tell you, because <laughs> of the body breaking down all those, all of your food and whatnot, it doesn't allow you to go to REM sleep. And there's all sorts of studies. And you're not supposed to eat four hours before sleep. So yeah, you yeah. already know it. See, <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's a, it was how many strokes and heart attacks happen when people eat and go to sleep right away. That's like the worst for your body. Really? Yeah. I did did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll admit it. I did not know that. That, I know that, I know that it's really, it's, it's bad on your sleep because I didn't realize. So I, I've always been one who like, I'm, I've never had a problem going to sleep when it's time to go to sleep. You know, I mean, I, my mind's a wondering, but usually I'm so exhausted by the end of the day, I just plop over, you know, to where I'm finally, finally, I'm like, oh, yes, finally a little bit of sleep. But I'm sure that my sleep is not quality sleep. And they do all sorts of testing now. And and that's, I'm sure, you know, food is one of those things that, like you said, four hours before, um, anything that you would say that you like to do on a weekly basis with your workouts, how often are you switching those out? as far as that goes, do you have a certain, do you just, or do you just try to change it? Like every time you work out, let me get my charger, my um, laptop about to die, but just a second. Okay. Okay. No problem. Yep.
I remember the question, so. <laughs> okay. All right. I talk too much. That's a problem. I ran your battery down. <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Okay. As far as my workouts, I usually take classes, and I love that because they do all the work for you. I mean, sometimes I do work out as personal trainer, but I mean, classes are pretty good as well, like high intensity training classes. And I do bar classes. So I usually do like three, four works out, I mean, workouts a week. Okay. And in between, if I have time, I do power walking. So in the park. That's but awesome. I didn't know. So they have, so like with the, with the hit training classes, like, is it, does that help you stay accountable with having like, uh, when you go to those, I mean, are they, are they on you all the time? How many people usually attend like one of those classes? Yeah, they're on you. Not me, I guess, like. 10 to 20 max i think okay and they do they stay on you and it's like also you're kind of staying on yourself as well because you're trying to keep up with high pace yeah (laughs) all these workouts are um, hard because you're switching from one thing to another so fast yeah and i i can imagine that doing it in a group setting like that that's that's like you said it's you just pushing and it's probably really cool with somebody telling you what to do too, because like some of the times, like you don't want that strenuous. Oh, and I also do yoga. So yeah, I sometimes like, I don't like to work out in the gym just, you know, by myself because sometimes, I mean, I know what to do, but for me, I wouldn't do it at the high pace as I would do it in the class. Yeah. And I love yoga as well because it's, also fast paced because i take power yoga and it's hot so like it's in the hot room and it's fast paced so that works a lot i mean you burn like 500 calories there too and bar classes they're good for keeping your body toned because if you only do like one or another when i notice i mean i notice with myself when i work out at the gym too much i lose my flexibility and i'm very flexible i do splits and all that but i i've lost that i haven't done splits in two years because i've worked out in the gym and i wasn't as flexible so now i'm doing like a lot of yoga and and bar as well to keep those muscles lean because when you just work out of the gym you get i know myself my muscle memory so well that if I work out, it just, my muscles grow fast. And if I do just in the gym, it makes me, I don't like it to be like bulky. I like it to be lean. Sure. That's why I love yoga and bar as well. Mixing with high intensity workouts and walking. Yeah. That'll, yeah. That'll definitely keep your fat level really low. And that'll be, yeah. yeah. And I, it's amazing how many people I've actually heard that have told me that, um, that when they work out by themselves, it's not, excuse me, excuse me, that they don't know what they're doing. Um, It's just that when you're at a class or when you're doing something and somebody's telling you what to do, that your intensity just increases that much. Because it's easier and you don't have to think about what you have to do next. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's, I, it's my first example of high intensity training was we had a basketball game my freshman year and I'll, I'll remember it like it was nothing. Or like, like it was everything. And so we, they canceled the game because of the snow. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our, our coach said, well, we're just going to do a quick 15 minute workout. 
And so everybody's like, oh, well, that doesn't, you know, we're just going to do a quick 15 minute practice. We might as well get it in. It'll be just as much energy put off as like it was in the game. And we're like, how is that possible? Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. I got another situation of me getting schooled. By the time that 15 minutes was done, I had felt I've never felt like I worked that hard in such a short period of time. I do an hour. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's awesome. Good for you. That's yeah. You don't have to do that very many times a week to get in good shape. That's for sure. Yeah. So and the thing is with like high intensity workouts, they make your muscle burn more fat for 72 hours. That's why I like it too. So even if you don't work out, you're still burning fat for 72 hours. And it's actually really good for your fat loss and for your waistline as well. So yeah, I love high intensity. I, I was a sprinter way when I was younger, obviously years and years ago. But so I love, I like when I, when I get on the treadmill, I'll do a sprint and then a walk and a sprint. Yeah. I, love, I still do sprints out, outside too. So I, I, it's just something that um, it really works well for me as well. So I understand why you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the same for weight training too, because you're burning calories there for three yeah. days. So it's, it's again, going back to what we said about sugar-free and fat-free Now that we know about macronutrients, now that we know about working out, we know that it's a little bit different than just getting on the treadmill or running for hours and hours on end cardio. So anything else you want to add to, to give any advice at all, Oleasha, as far as working out or eating? Well, the best advice as far as working out and eating that don't deprive yourself things that you like, but even if I know there is like, a holiday a celebration is coming i try to eat the worst things i want to try in the yeah. first part of the day so it will kind of burn it by the end of the day <laughs> that's very smart and not eating at night helps a lot too so yeah that always like all my life helped me to stay in shape yeah well that's I appreciate that, that advice. And how can everybody find you? How can they get a hold of you? So my main account on Instagram, it's not basic blonde underscore. And my podcast account is NBB podcast and not basic blonde podcast, celebrity podcast available on all the major podcast platforms. You can find my blog at notbasicblonde.com and my book, Cutie the Unicorn, the children's book, it's okay to be different. It's on Amazon. And yeah. And she is somebody to watch. She's always got something going on. So I appreciate everything you do, Oliasha. And uh, I look forward to our next talk. Thank you for being in the magazine. Thank you for being on the show. And I look forward to talking to you more. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.